LA Public Health Podcast for Wednesday, April 21st, 2021. I'm Steve Baldwin, and today's show covers Monday's COVID-19 press briefing, including comments from LA County Board of Supervisors Chair Hilda Solis, followed by updates by Dr. Barbara Ferrer, Director of the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health. To keep up with the latest updates and guidelines for slowing the spread of COVID-19, you can follow us across all social media at LA Public Health or visit our website, publichealth.lacounty.gov. And now, here's Supervisor Solis. Good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I want to start by thanking once again everyone for their work. Our numbers are continuing to hold steady. The last thing we want to see however, is that the virus come roaring back. And we know that we've seen that in other parts of the country and other states as well and across the world. But I have hope that we can avoid this in Los Angeles County because we have administered more than 6 million doses as of last week. These vaccines, as you know, are protecting tens of thousands of more people every single day in our county. While we're awaiting for FDA to update us on the Johnson & Johnson vaccine pause, there are several factors for us to keep in mind. The pause was based on six cases of a rare blood clot that occurred in women within 14 days of receiving the vaccine. And let's put that number in perspective though. Almost 7 million people have received the Johnson & Johnson vaccine nationwide. These instances are one in a million event. And it's not yet clear that there is an actual link between the Johnson & Johnson vaccine and severe blood clotting outcomes. Even though this potential side effect is rare, we're still pausing all Johnson & Johnson vaccines out of an abundance of caution until the FDA tells us it's safe. So please remember there have been no questions about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine's efficacy and if you received a Johnson & Johnson vaccine, you're still very well protected against COVID-19. You do not need another vaccine from another manufacturer. And if you're concerned about any side effects, please contact your healthcare provider who will answer your medical questions. For those that don't have a healthcare provider, simply call 211 and be connected to one. We are in the process of contacting everyone with future appointments for Johnson and Johnson vaccine and rescheduling those individuals for a Pfizer or Moderna until the pause is lifted. So no matter what, we'll continue to vaccinate people as fast and as safely as we can. And to do so equitably, which is something I have stressed from the very beginning. So far, more than 42% of people 16 and older in LA County have received at least one dose of the vaccine. However, in my district, the first district, that number is slightly lower than the county average at 40.8% as of April the 11th. The disparities have begun to narrow thanks to our continued push to reach the hardest hit communities, but we need to eliminate them altogether. For those of you who do not have a regular healthcare provider, I wanna encourage you to visit LA County or our community clinics. If you're worried about costs, we have programs that will help you pay for healthcare so that it will be either free or at a very low cost. These are programs like Medi-Cal, which is for people of all ages, and LA, LA County also has a program very unique called My Health LA, which is for adults and will cover you if you are not documented or not, doesn't matter. 
Getting preventive care is what keeps you and your family healthy. There are many programs to help cover these costs. You can feel comfortable going back to the doctor and our clinics are starting to see more and more patients and people coming in for regular services such as screenings and other procedures. Across the country, we saw rates of life-saving cancer screenings drop by more than 50% after the pandemic began. If we can continue to get regular cancer screenings for diseases like breast, lung, and colon cancer, we can catch cancer early and even cure it. Clinics can also help you get your COVID and other vaccinations and prevent your children from delaying their return to school because they missed out on vaccines. In Los Angeles County, we don't want anyone to skip a doctor visit because they can't afford it. <clears throat> we also don't want people to skip or delay visits because they are worried about health care costs or their immigration status. You can simply visit dhs.lacounty.gov slash my-health-la or please call 1-844-744-6452 for more information. And along these lines, I'm pleased to share a recent project in the 1st District, the Care First Village in downtown Los Angeles. The project began in October of 2020 and was completed this month in record time. We used an area intended to help build a replacement for Men's Central Jail and transformed it into 232 livable interim housing units to shelter people experiencing homelessness. And as of today, we have over 20 residents who have already moved in. And I'm proud of this effort because it is innovative and it provides a workable model for us moving forward to address the crisis of homelessness. The county, as you may know, invested $51 million in CARES Act funding to help with the capital costs. And I've made available $6 million in my first district's allocation of interim housing capital funding pool resources to support this effort. And the site will not only provide housing, but essential case management, mental health, substance abuse treatment, and job training will be available as well through the work of one of our providers known as the Weingart Center. This project is a great example of our Care First JLS philosophy coming to fruition. And I wanna thank all of our partners and the county departments for their involvement. Instead of perpetuating a cycle where individuals continuously move between our jails and the streets, we're providing these folks with necessary care and resources to help them recover and safely transition back to their neighborhoods. It's critical that we continue to meet the mental health needs of all of our residents, and this need has only increased due to COVID-19. And given this devastating pandemic, it's more important now than ever that everyone's mental health needs are met, including our children and our young people. Even before COVID-19, one in five children had a diagnosed mental health disorder. These behavioral challenges have only increased and intensified over this last year. For many students, our schools were the first point of mental health first aid. And with them out of the classroom, our youth went into, went without, I'm sorry, went without necessary supports that they relied on. And a recent study by CDC showed that mental health visits related to children and youth increased by up to 31% this past year alone. As our children come back into the classroom, it's important that we're prepared to meet them with the care and the resources they need to attend to their mental health. And that's why tomorrow I'm introducing a motion 
instructing the Department of Mental Health in collaboration with the Los Angeles County Office of Education to put together a comprehensive plan and resources to support our students as they return to the classroom. With this motion, mechanisms will be in place to get supports to students to link them to mental health resources. Both teachers and parents will be offered opportunities to receive training to identify early signs of mental health distress with children. And mental health toolkits will be developed to support schools with trauma responsive training and resources. After a year defined by so much loss and trauma and anxiety and uncertainty, we owe it to our children to make sure that they receive all the help that's necessary to begin to put this pandemic behind us. If you or someone you know is struggling, struggling with any mental health distress, please don't hes hesitate to reach out to our Department of Mental Health at their helpline. That number is 800-854-7771. And with that, I wanna thank everyone for their continued work. And also now I'll turn it over to Dr. Barbara Ferrer, our Director of Public Health. Well, good afternoon and thank you so much, Supervisor Solis and to the entire Board of Supervisors. As each week passes, we're making great progress getting more people back to work and school and moving forward with our efforts to vaccinate our residents and workers. We deeply appreciate your leadership and dedication to protecting everyone in LA County, especially those in our hardest hit communities. Today, I'll share updates on COVID-19 cases, hospitalizations and deaths, and give some national context for our local trends. I'll also provide an update on school reopenings and talk about how the pandemic has affected LA County's youth. I wanna start with our daily numbers, which reflect a delay in the weekend reporting. And I'll take the first slide. We're very sad to report 18 additional deaths today, which brings the total number of deaths to 23,641 in LA County. Six people who died are over the age of 80 and five people in this age group had underlying health conditions. 10 of the people who passed away are between the ages of 65 and 79 and nine people had underlying health conditions. One person who died is between the ages of 50 and 64, and this person had an underlying health condition. And another person who passed away was between the ages of 30 and 49, and also had underlying health condition. As always, we're sending our love and our prayers to those who have lost friends and family during this time of tragedy. Our thoughts are always with you. We're reporting 337 new cases today, bringing the total number of cases in LA County to 1,229,311. These cases include a total of 52,659 cases reported by our partners in the city of Long Beach and 11,190 cases reported by the city of Pasadena. There are 470 people currently hospitalized with COVID-19. We've investigated a total of 4,993 residential congregate settings and non-residential settings with at least one confirmed case of COVID-19. Currently, we have 88 sites that are under investigation and 4,905 sites where we've closed the outbreak investigations. The total number of confirmed cases uh, in institutional settings is now 98,341. And this includes 40,771 cases among residents 
and 57,570 cases among staff. To date, more than 6.3 million people have been tested and had test results reported in LA County, and the cumulative positivity rate is 18%. We'll take the next slide. This is our, our uh, standard slide that shows the trend lines in cases, hospitalizations, and deaths from March 1st of 2020 through April 11th of 2021. As you can see, case numbers have stabilized over the past few weeks. On April 11th, we had 414 daily average reported cases, and this is down 98% from the 15,933 cases at the peak of the surge. Hospitalizations have decreased to 478, and this again is down 94% from their peak daily average of over 8,000 hospitalizations during the surge. And on April 11th, we reported seven average uh, daily deaths, and this is again down 97% from a peak of reporting 274 daily deaths. With these continued stable case rates and daily test positivity averaging about 1%, we can all feel hopeful that our progress on slowing transmission is not an illusion. However, if we hope to sustain this remarkable progress, we need to be realistic about the risks that come with our return to the places and activities that were such a big part of our lives before the pandemic. We need to be careful to take sensible precautions in the weeks ahead while we vaccinate more people. Next slide. I do wanna update you on current overall efforts to vaccinate residents and workers across the county. As of April 13th, we've administered more than 6 million doses of the vaccine in the county. Of these, more than 4 million were first doses and more than 2.2 million were second doses. This means that more than 4 million people have some additional protection against COVID and over 2 million people are now fully protected. More than 70% of our residents 65 and older have received at least one dose of the vaccine. Uh, people, living, people 16 and older who live in LA County are now eligible for vaccination. If you're a young and healthy person who's been waiting for your time to get the vaccine, that time is now. Visit vaccinatelacounty.com to get information about how to get your vaccine. I'll take the next slide. As the rest of the country is currently demonstrating, the risks of reopening remain significant. I'll go on to the next slide. This chart shows national trends in COVID cases. As you can see, there's been an increase in cases on a national level. Since March 19th, one month ago, cases have increased 22%. This increase is taking place despite the rapid pace of vaccinations nationwide. To date, more than 200 million vaccines have gone into the arms of Americans, and a quarter of the U.S. population is now fully vaccinated. I'll take the next slide. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll go on to the next slide, please. Cases aren't rising in the same way nationwide, but they're increasing in hotspots, especially across the upper Midwest and in the Northeast. Michigan is seeing more than 7,000 new infections a day on average, and Pennsylvania's daily case rate has almost doubled over the past month. Cases are also rising sharply across New England, across the eastern seaboard, in areas of the Mountain West, and in parts of the South. Those are the darker colors on this map. The reasons for this increase are complicated, 
But as we can see, looking at the south, they're not related uh, to latitude. Uh, we're seeing increasing circulation of viral variants, which contain mutations that make COVID-19 more easily transmissible and perhaps more deadly. In many of the states where cases are rising, variants make up between one and two thirds of all of the circulating viruses. And in all states with significant case increases, restrictions have been significantly relaxed. Given what's happening in other parts of the country, we can't afford to be complacent after our communities have already suffered so much. And while in the past, high rates of transmission on the East Coast have translated a few weeks later to increases in cases in LA County, I don't believe this pattern is inevitable. Our circumstances are different now than in the past because we have millions of residents and workers vaccinated. However, to maintain the gains we've made, we must continue to take care of ourselves and each other, especially as we are reopening. This means continuing to wear masks and maintaining safe distance in public spaces and getting vaccinated as soon as you're able to do so. I also wanna highlight the CDC's announcement last week that about 5,800 breakthrough infections have been identified nationwide out of the 77 million of fully vaccinated people. This means that about one out of every 10,000 people fully vaccinated ended up testing positive for the virus. Among individuals fully vaccinated, less than one in a million have died. Currently across the United States, about one in every 56 people infected with COVID-19 has passed away from their infections. Before vaccines were available, almost 2% of people who were infected with COVID ended up dying because of their infections. With transmission still at high levels in so many parts of the country over time, over the time that these cases were identified, this is really a very low number of what we call breakthrough cases. And if you extrapolated from these findings to LA County, if everyone in the county were fully vaccinated, we'd have only 753 breakthrough COVID-19 infections and probably less than eight people would pass away. This is why getting everyone vaccinated is so important. Next slide. As many of you know, over the past weeks, many LA County schools began a staged reopening. Currently, 77% of public school districts are open as are 43% of private and charter schools. This means that more than 1,600 schools are open for in-classroom instruction. An additional five public school districts and 113 private and charter schools have approved plans to reopen. On random site visits from the LA County Department of Public Health Schools Technical Assistance Team, schools compliance with the DPH safety protocols was very high. Half of all schools had perfect compliance, while an additional 45% had higher than 80% compliance. And we work with all schools to make sure that they go ahead and implement any remaining uh, safety protocols uh, that are required. This is great news for our students and our school staff. And we appreciate the hard work of everyone in our schools to keep each other safe and healthy. Next slide. As we reopen schools again, many people are probably wondering what role schools play in the transmission of this infection. I'll take the next slide. I wanna show you some data from LA County Schools going back to September, 2020, when a very small number of schools started reopening. 
The dark orange bars show COVID case rates among all children five to 17 years old, while the light orange bars show case rates among children attending K to 12 schools. Meanwhile, the dark blue bars show case rates among all adults in the community, while the light blue bars show case rates among adult staff at public schools. It's really at all schools. There are a couple of important points this graph makes. The first is that among children, case rates were generally much lower among those attending school when you compared them to what was going on in the community. The second point is that case rates among adults working in, in schools corresponded not to the case rates of children attending school, but they were more closely aligned with the cases, the case rates in the community. What does this mean? Well, three things. First, that the tools we're using in our safety protocols at schools are incredibly powerful, even though they're fairly simple. Masking and social distancing really work. Second, when it comes to COVID-19, students are pretty safe at schools as long as the safety protocols are followed. And lastly, COVID transmission among school staff is driven not so much by their exposure to infection at the school, but primarily by exposure in the community. Whenever community transmission rates were high, there were more cases at schools. You may remember that we began vaccinating educators around March 1st. I wanna, I wanna point out something subtle that may be taking place or was taking place over the course of the month of March that we're also seeing now as we go through the first half of April. Since we began educating, uh, vaccinating educators, we've seen more cases in students attending school than in staff. And this is opposite what we saw before. It is new and it's different. What it does suggest is that among school staff who again contract COVID-19 mostly from exposures in their communities, the vaccination efforts are having a measurable and immediate impact. I do wanna thank our partners at the LA County Department of Education and all the district and independent schools for their persistence and hard work protecting the extraordinary staff and teachers and all of our children. And I'm sure I'm joined by many, many parents in expressing our gratitude. We'll take the next slide. Additional reasons for us to be hopeful about school reopenings comes from our data on school outbreaks. As you can see from this graph of K-12 school outbreaks from the beginning of the school year through April 15th, we have seen only a handful of outbreaks in schools since the surge. And I'll take the next slide. In fact, of the five active outbreaks in LA County schools that are currently under investigation, all are associated with participation in youth sports, not with attending instructional school. We know that masking and distancing are a challenge or can be a challenge in some sports, and that socializing during these activities off school campus could also be a factor in viral transmission among these groups. We're looking hard at the current guidance for youth sports and may be making additional recommendations later this week to mitigate the increases we're seeing in transmission among youth sport participants. Nonetheless, the data we've showed should reassure us that when safety protocols are followed, schools can offer a lot of protection to students and school staff. Next slide. Children, as you know, can transmit this virus just like everyone else can. And in the past, I've shared data on how severely this virus can affect young people. 
Five children in LA County have lost their lives to this virus and our hearts go out to their families. And thousands of children have been hospitalized. Older teens can now be vaccinating and it adds that extra layer of protection that helps keep them safe and also keeps their families, their schools, their sport teams and their communities safe. That's why it's so important for young people 16 and 17 to get a COVID vaccine, even if they're healthy. If you've been biding your time, waiting your turn until everyone in line in front of you got vaccinated and you're 16 and 17, now's your turn. Teens 16 and older can be vaccinated at any site that administers Pfizer vaccines. This includes many of our county and city run large capacity vaccination sites and hundreds of pharmacies, community vaccination events and health clinics, including those affiliated with major health systems like Kaiser, UCLA Health and our federally qualified health centers. Please note that we're asking young people 16 and 17 years old to come to their vaccination appointment with a legal guardian who can give consent, just as we do when we give other pediatric vaccines. You can visit vaccinatelacounty.com for more information and to make an appointment. And I'll take the next slide. It's more important than ever for everyone who's eligible to be vaccinated to look over the information about vaccine safety and make an appointment as soon as you can. Men, particularly men of color, black men, Latin, Latino men, uh, workers who are likely to be exposed at work sites, uh, and those who are serving medically fragile people. It's your turn to step up and get your vaccine. You'll be protecting yourselves, and just as importantly, you'll be keeping yourselves healthy so you can continue to support those you love. It's also very important that people with serious medical conditions or disabilities get vaccinated to protect themselves from this infection. I'll take the next slide. There are a number of ways to get a vaccine appointment in LA County. If you don't have internet access, you can't use a computer or you're over 65, you can call 1-833-540-0473 for help in finding an appointment. Please note there may be an extended wait time to speak with an operator for help making an appointment due to high need. If you have internet access, you can visit vaccinatelacounty.gov to get an appointment at any of the mass vaccination sites that are run by the county or the city. You can also get information that connects you to many of the other vaccination sites. You can visit the websites of many of our chain pharmacies, CVS, Walgreens, Ralph's, and Pavilions. Uh, and, that, and there you can get a link to making an appointment at their sites as well. Pharmacy schools are also offering vaccination programs, including USC's a pharmacy school that's helping to vaccinate folks in East LA. Kaiser Permanente is offering vaccine appointments at all of their facilities, whether you're a member or you're not. And you can call 1-833-KP4-CARE, KP4CARE, or you can visit their website at kp.org slash COVID vaccine to make an appointment. And the health department is running more than 100 mobile vaccination sites every week that are open to the communities where they're taking place. So look for, look for information about these public sites in your community. I'll take the next slide. I do wanna also uh, update you quickly on what we're doing regarding Johnson & Johnson vaccines. 
Countywide, 70% of Johnson & Johnson vaccine doses have been replaced with Pfizer and Moderna doses since the FDA announced the pause on the vaccine's administration on April 13th. For those whose appointments were canceled last week, providers already did or will be in contact to reschedule your appointment uh, as soon as possible. We're expecting an announcement at the end of the week about the vaccine safety from the CDC Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices. LA County will follow the CDC and FDA directives on when it's safe to re resume administration of the J&J &J vaccine. Countywide, there are 711 vaccination sites open this week administering Moderna and Pfizer vaccines. And this includes two new sites in Palmdale and Santa Clarita. These sites are located uh, at, uh, you can get the location of these sites uh, on our website and they still have appointments available for this week. So I urge folks in the Palmdale, Lancaster area and Santa Clarita to please go online uh, and make your appointments. I'll, you can remove the slides now. Uh, we in Los Angeles are in a good place right now and we have an opportunity to chart a different course from the one we're seeing play out across other parts of the country. But we only get to do this if we do it together. We know how well a simple mask works to protect both children and adults and how critically important it is for each of us to do our part to continue to protect each other by getting vaccinated as soon as we're able to. There's never been more proof of how important it is for us to take care of each other, especially now that so many of us are getting back to work and school. We can do this, but we get to do this only if we're working together. Thank you. And now we'll take your questions. Ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to ask a question, please raise your hand using the hand icon or send the host a chat with your name and outlet to be placed in queue. As a courtesy to other reporters and to allow for ample time for questions, we ask that you please limit yourselves to one to two questions per reporter. One moment, please, for our first question. Our first question comes from the line of Claudia Pichuda. Claudia, your line is unmuted. Please go ahead. Hi, I'm wondering if the county is tracking local breakthrough cases and uh, as far as you know, have there been any COVID related deaths reported among people who've been vaccinated? Um, also, it does look like there's been an uptick in testing this month. I'm assuming that may have something to do with the reopenings and return to school, but it's still a relatively low uh, percentage of testing. Like, are you, do you feel confident that we're doing enough testing to truly know how many cases are out there right now? Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Claudia. Um, you know, it's, it, it's very hard for us to track uh, local breakthrough cases um, with 100% certainty that we're capturing all of them. Obviously, uh, everybody who is identified as a case through a positive test result gets contacted by our contact tracers. We still do a lot of contact tracing and we still try to interview every positive case. We have obviously added questions for both cases and close contacts about their vaccination status. And we continue to use that uh, to track uh, information and to follow up in those places uh, where people have been fully vaccinated. Uh, we don't have uh, any definitive numbers to, uh, to report as of yet. Uh, but we uh, we can continue to sort of track on that and share that information with everyone uh, as we uh, get more you know more more cases in uh, where we're seeing that 
Uh, the other place where I've always reported on this is what we know at our skilled nursing facilities, where I think we've had a total of 12 cases. I think uh, four have been among residents and eight among staff uh, who have been fully vaccinated. Uh, to date, uh, we don't know of anybody who's been fully vaccinated that has passed away. But again, I want to say our ability to track on this is limited at this point, and it would take uh, some investigation and uh, more uh, detailed reporting uh, for us to be able to say with 100% certainty that that has not yet happened. As you know, we do uh, record and, and gather information again about every single death. And uh, we're so sorry for all those families who are living through that horrible experience. Uh, and we do try to get, collect information so that we can determine vaccination status as well now. Uh, but, but we don't have any indication to date of any deaths where we've known that somebody was fully vaccinated. Uh, in terms of testing increases, you're right. Uh, we have uh, increased testing that's happening uh, both because of the requirement that at LAUSD. There are some other places and school districts also that have been offering testing. It might not necessarily be a requirement, but they're offering testing. And so there's more testing uh, both for students and for staff uh, as they're returning to school buildings. And as you know, there's now testing requirements in place uh, at some of our venues uh, as they're opening up for the public to participate uh, in events that are happening at those venues. Uh, so, you know, there is more, more testing and obviously always with more testing, we need to be prepared for seeing some small increases uh, in our cases, but the test positivity rate, uh, even with the increase in testing uh, associated with all of the school reopenings is still, uh, you know, at or below 1% and has been at that level for now over a week. And, and that's encouraging. So we can go ahead and take the next question. Thank you. And as a reminder, if you would like to ask a question, please raise your hand using the hand icon or send the host a chat with your name and outlet to be placed in queue. Our next question comes from the line of Stephanie Dazio. Stephanie, your line is unmuted. Please go ahead. Oh, number two today. Thanks so much, Dr. Ferrer. Um, are there any concerning trends in the that's what you're seeing right now that could set us back? Um, and there are there any concerning behaviors being observed as more people are out and about? It was a really good question. I mean, I do feel um, definitely cautiously optimistic at this point, and I don't. We don't have any trends uh, at this moment that are causing alarm for us. But we've seen how quickly, as Supervisor Solis noted how quickly you can go from having uh, things look relatively well in a community uh, to then having a significant surge in cases that could in fact then lead to more hospitalizations and deaths. Um, so the, the cautious optimism is tempered by the reality that this just means uh, we're all doing a great job now. And if we continue doing a great job, uh, we have a really, I think, uh, a really uh, an important chance here to change the trajectory and actually get through uh, the rest of this pandemic with limited heartache uh, and particularly with limited deaths as more and more people are getting vaccinated. Um, I do, you know, sometimes I, I do want to just note it is still very important for people to wear their masks, particularly then when they're around other people in the public, around other people who aren't vaccinated. And I urge people uh, when you're going to some of the wonderful events that are opening you know, please, please, uh, please, 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 you know, keep your mask on uh, all of the time. 
you know, you're going through those concourses to pick up your food and your drink. Uh, you're sitting in your seat cheering on a team that you love. Uh, you're watching an event uh, at a park or in, a, uh, or in an indoor theater. Uh, if you can keep your mask on, uh, we know uh, that is one of the most effective ways of reducing transmission. You know, that is something I know particularly hard for some people to do as, as we all feel, you know, we're, we really are on this recovery journey now, but it remains one of the most important steps we can take as we increase vaccination rates across every community. Thanks for that. And we can take the next question. Thank you. At this time, we have no further questions in English, and so we will begin our transition to remarks in Spanish. Supervisor Solis, the floor is yours. Buenas tardes. Soy la supervisora Hilda Solis, representando la Junta de Supervisores, Supervisores aquí en el Condado de Los Ángeles. Nuestros casos de COVID-19 se mantienen estable, y le doy muchas gracias a nuestros residentes para hacer todo posible. No queremos ver los números subir como en otras partes del país y el mundo. Pero tengo esperanza que podemos evitar eso porque el condado ha administrado más que 6 millones de vacunas desde la semana pasada. Hasta hoy, más que 42% de personas mayores de 16 años han recibido la primera dosis de la vacuna. Pero en el primero distrito, Ese número es un poquito más bajo, el 40% desde el 11 de abril. Las vacunas están protegiendo miles de personas en, nuestros conda en, el, en nuestro condado todos los días, mientras esperamos noticias sobre la vacuna Johnson y Johnson por parte del FDA. Hay varios datos de tener en mente. La pausa se basó en solo seis casos de un coágulo de sangre poco común que ocurrió en mujeres dentro de los 14 días de recibir la vacuna. Cuando ponemos los números en perspectiva, casi 7 millones de personas han recibido la vacuna Johnson y Johnson en todo el país. Estos casos son un en un millón. Todavía no está claro si la vacuna Johnson y Johnson causa el colágulo de sangre. Aunque los efectos son comunes, estamos pasando el uso de la vacuna Johnson y Johnson para mantener precaución hasta que el FDA nos diga que está seguro. Por favor, acuérdase que no hay duda sobre la eficacia de esta vacuna. Si lo ha recibido, todavía está protegido contra el virus. No necesita otra vacuna de otra compañía. Si tiene preguntas sobre los afectos, por favor, llama a su doctor o proveedor de salud. Y si no tiene un doctor, llame, por favor, a 211 para ser con, conectado con un doctor. Estamos en el proceso de comunicarnos con todos los que tienen una cita para la vacuna Johnson y Johnson. Ahora recibirán una dosa del Pfizer y Moderna. Vamos a seguir vacunando a la gente lo más pronto posible. Hemos logrado reducir las disparidades en comunidades más impactados, pero vamos a hacer todo lo posible para eliminar esas uh, disparidades. Para los que no tienen un proveedor de salud, 
los animo a visitar una de nuestras clínicas del condado en su comunidad. Tenemos varios programas para ayudarles a pagar por su cuidado de salud o recibir servicios de bajo costo. Esto incluye programas como Medi-Cal, que es para personas de edades, de todas las edades, y el condado también en Los Ángeles también tiene un programa que se llama My Health LA, que es para adultos sin importar su estatus migratorio. Es muy importante que reciban cuidado de salud para mantenerse sanos y saludables. ¿Sabían que los exámenes de detección pueden detectar el cáncer antes del tiempo? Por eso los animo que hay que por favor visitan una clínica o su doctor. Hay varias clínicas que están recibiendo visitas en persona para servicios regulares y exámenes. Las clínicas también les pueden ayudar a recibir su vacuna contra el COVID y otras enfermedades para toda la familia. Para más información, por favor, ustedes pueden llamar a 1-844-744-6452. Hablando de la salud, les quiero compartir noticias de un nuevo proyecto en mi distrito que se llama Care First Village en el centro de Los Ángeles. El proyecto empezó octubre, octubre del 2020 y se va a completar este mes y es un récord en, en ese tiempo. Utilizamos un espacio que iba a ser un reemplazado para la cárcel central de hombres y los convertimos en unos hogares temporales. Son 232 unidades para personas que no tienen dónde vivir. Desde hoy tenemos casi 20 residentes que han llegado ahí para vivir. Estoy muy orgullosa de este proyecto y es un nuevo modelo para ayudar a nuestra gente que vive en la calle. El condado dio 51 millones de dinero de CARES Act y yo puse 6 millones de fondos del primer distrito para apoyar este proyecto. El sitio no solo da vivienda, sino que también servicios integrales a través del Weingart Center. Esto incluye manejo de casos, salud mental, entrenamiento para trabajos y tratamiento para el abuso de sustancias. Le doy muchas gracias a todos nuestros socios que hicieron este proyecto posible. Necesitamos apoyar nuestras comunidades vulnerables. Con esta pandemia es importante que nos enfocamos en la sal salud mental también de los niños. Antes que la pandemia, uno en cinco niños reportaban un problema de salud mental. Un estudio recién del CDC demuestra que las visitas de salud mental entre los niños subieron 31% este año pasado. Ahora, les, ahora los alumnos están regresando a las escuelas. Tenemos que estar preparados con los recursos para apoyar su salud mental. Por, por eso, mañana voy a introducir una moción para que el Departamento de Salud mental con la oficina de educación del condado trabajen juntos para formar un plan de recursos para los alumnos. Con esta emoción, los alumnos van a tener acceso a recursos de salud mental. También los maestros y padres van a ser ofrecido información para identificar 
señas de estrés en salud mental en los niños. Si usted o alguien que conoce necesita ayuda, por favor llame al Departamento de Salud Mental en este número. 800-854-7771. Después de un año tan difícil, es importante que nosotros ayudamos y apoyamos a nuestros niños. Son el futuro de nosotros. Ahora quiero introducir a Jacqueline Valenzuela con el Departamento de Salud Público. Gracias. Muchas gracias. Hoy compartiremos actualizaciones sobre casos, hospitalizaciones y muertes por COVID-19 y brindaremos un contexto nacional para, que lo, que, para uh, lo que estamos viendo aquí localmente. También daremos una actualización sobre la reapertura de escuelas y hablaremos sobre cómo la pandemia ha afectado a los jóvenes del Condado de Los Ángeles. Comenzaremos con nuestros números diarios que reflejan un retraso en los informes del fin de semana. First slide, please. Estamos muy tristes de reportar 18 muertes adicionales hoy, lo que eleva el número total de muertes a 23,641 en el condado de Los Ángeles. Hoy estamos reportando 337 casos nuevos, lo que eleva el número total de casos en el condado de Los Ángeles a 1,229,311. Actualmente hay 470 personas hospitalizadas con COVID-19. El total de casos confirmados en entornos institucionales es de 98,341, incluidos tanto el personal como los residentes. Hasta la fecha se han realizado pruebas a más de 6.3 millones de personas y se han informado los resultados de las pruebas en el condado de Los Ángeles. La tasa de positividad acumulada es del 18%. Next slide, please. Este gráfico muestra líneas de tendencia en casos, hospitalizaciones y muertes desde el 1 de marzo del 2020 hasta el 11 de abril del 2021. Como puede ver, el número de casos se ha estabilizado durante las últimas semanas. El 11 de abril vimos un promedio diario de 414 casos, una disminución del 98% en comparación a los 15,933 casos que vimos durante el aumento en el invierno. Las hospitalizaciones han disminuido a 478, una disminución del 94% en comparación con el promedio diario máximo de 8,065 que vimos durante el aumento en el invierno. Y el 11 de abril informamos un promedio de 7 muertes diarias, una disminución del 97% de la tasa más alta, 274, que vimos también durante ese aumento. Con tasas de casos más estable, estables y la tasa de positividad de pruebas diarias con un promedio de alrededor de un por, del 1%, todos podemos sentir a esperanza de que nuestro progreso en detener la propagación del virus no es solo una ilusión. Sin embargo, si esperamos mantener este progreso, uh, debemos ser realistas sobre los riesgos que conllevan nuestro regreso a diferentes lugares y actividades que han sido gran parte de nuestras vidas antes de la pandemia. 
debemos seguir tomando precauciones sensatas en las próximas semanas mientras vacunamos a más personas. Next slide, please. Nos gustaría informarles sobre nuestros esfuerzos para vacunar a los residentes y trabajadores del Condado de Los Ángeles. A partir del 13 de abril, hemos administrado más de 6 millones de dosis y más de 2.1 millones eh, fueron segunda dosis. Esto significa que casi 4 millones de personas tienen alguna protección adicional contra COVID-19 y más de 2 millones de personas están completamente protegidas. Más del 70% de los residentes de 65 años o más han recibido al menos una dosis de la vacuna. Las personas de 16 años o mayores que viven en el condado de Los Ángeles ahora son elegibles para ser vacunados. Si usted es una persona joven y saludable que ha estado esperando su momento para vacunarse, ya ha llegado ese momento. Visite vacunatelosangeles.com para obtener más información. Next slide, please. Como estamos viendo en el resto del país, los riesgos de reapertura siguen siendo importantes. Este gráfico muestra las tendencias nacionales en los casos de COVID-19. Como puede ver, ha habido un aumento de casos a nivel nacional. Desde el 19 de marzo, hace un mes, los casos han aumentado un 22%. Este aumento se, ha, se está produciendo a pesar del ritmo rápido de vacunación que a nivel nacional. Hasta la fecha, más de 200 millones de vacunas han llegado a los brazos a personas a través del país y una cuarta parte de la población de los Estados Unidos ahora está completamente vacunada. Next slide, please. Los casos no están aumentando de la misma manera en todo el país. El estado de Michigan está viendo un promedio de más de 7,000 nuevas infecciones por día y la tasa diaria de casos de Pensilvania está, se ha duplicado durante el último mes. Los casos también están aumentando drásticamente en Nueva Inglaterra. Las razones de este aumento son complicadas, pero como podemos ver uh, al sur, no todas están relacionadas con la latitud. Estamos viendo una circulación cada vez mayor de variantes virales que contienen mutaciones que hacen que COVID sea más fácilmente transmitible y más mortal. En muchos de los estados donde los casos están aumentando, eh, los, los uh, variantes representan entre uno y dos tercios de todos los virus circulantes. Y en todos los estados con aumentos significativos de casos, las restricciones se han relajado. Dado lo que está sucediendo en otras partes del país, no podemos darnos el lujo de bajar la guardia después de que nuestras comunidades han sufrido tanto. Y aunque en el pasado las altas tasas de transmisión en la costa este se han traducido unas semanas después en aumentos en los casos en el condado de Los Ángeles, no creemos que esta situación sea ine inevitable. Nuestras circunstancias son diferentes ahora que, uh, eh, eh, ahora que en el pasado, porque tenemos millones de residentes y trabajadores que ahora están vacunados. Sin embargo, para mantener nuestros logros, debemos seguir cuidándonos a nosotros mismos y a los demás, especialmente a medida que reabrimos. Esto significa continuar usando nuestras máscaras y mantener nuestra distancia física Uh, especialmente en espacios públicos y vacunarnos tan pronto como sea posible. 
También queremos destacar el anuncio de los centros uh, del, eh, para el control y la prevención de enfermedades, CDC por sus siglas en inglés, uh, la semana pasada de que se han identificado alrededor de 5,800 infecciones uh, a través del país entre uh, las 70, perdón, 77 millones de personas completamente vacunadas. Uh, esto significa que aproximadamente una de cada 10,000 personas vacunadas terminó dando positivo por el virus. Entre las personas completamente vacunadas, menos de un millón uh, ha muerto. Actualmente en los Estados Unidos uh, y aproximadamente una de cada 56 personas infectadas con COVID han fallecido a causa de sus infecciones. Antes de que las vacunas estuvieran disponibles, aproximadamente el 1.8% de las personas que estaban infectadas con COVID murieron a causa de sus infecciones. Con la transmisión aún en niveles altos en tantas partes del país durante el tiempo en que se identificaron estos casos, este es un número muy bajo de casos entre personas. Si aplicamos estos hallazgos al condado de Los Ángeles, si todos en el condado estuvieran completamente vacunados, tendríamos solo 753 infecciones por COVID-19 y 8 muertes. Por eso es tan importante que todos nos vacunemos. Next slide, please. Como muchos de ustedes saben, la semana pasada las escuelas del condado de Los Ángeles comenzaron a abrir de forma gradual. Actualmente, el 77% de los distritos escolares públicos están abiertos, al igual que el 43% de las escuelas privadas y autónomas. Otros cinco distritos escolares públicos y 113 eh, escuelas privadas y autónomas tienen planes de reabrir. En visitas a Salazar, hechas por el equipo de asistencia técnica escolar del Departamento de Salud Pública del Condado de Los Ángeles, el cumplimiento de las escuelas con los protocolos de seguridad de salud pública fue muy alto. La mitad de todas las escuelas tuvieron un cumplimiento perfecto, mientras que un 45% adicional tuvo un cumplimiento superior al 80%. Esta es una gran noticia para nuestros estudiantes y nuestro personal escolar y apreciamos el largo trabajo y todo, eh, de todos en nuestras escuelas para mantenernos seguros y saludables. Next slide, please. A medida que volvemos a abrir las escuelas, es probable que muchas personas se pregunten qué papel juegan las escuelas en la transmisión de esta infección. Uh, queremos mostrarles algunos datos de las escuelas del Condado de Los Ángeles que se remontan a septiembre del 2020. Las barras de color anaranjado oscuro muestran las tasas de casos de COVID entre todos los niños de 5 a 17 años, mientras que las barras de color anaranjada, anaranjado claro muestran las tasas de casos entre los niños que asisten a escuelas públicas de todos los grados primarios y secundarios. Mientras tanto, las barras de color azul oscuro muestran las tasas de casos entre todos los adultos de la comunidad, mientras que las barras de color azul claro muestran las tasas de casos entre el personal adulto, uh, personal adulto de las escuelas públicas. Queremos que tomen nota de algunos puntos que señala este gráfico. El primero es que entre los niños, las tasas de casos fueron mucho más bajas entre los que asistían a la escuela en comparación con sus contrapartes de la comunidad. 
El segundo punto es de que las tasas de casos entre los adultos que trabajan en las escuelas públicas no correspondían a las tasas de casos de niños que asistían a la escuela, sino a los casos en la comunidad. ¿Qué significa esto? Bueno, tres cosas. Primero, las herramientas que estamos implementando con los protocolos de seguridad en las escuelas son increíblemente poderosas, aunque son increíblemente simples. El uso de uh, cubrebocas y el distanciamiento uh, social uh, realmente funcionan. En segundo lugar, cuando se trata de COVID, uh, los estudiantes están más seguros en las escuelas que en la comunidad, siempre que sigan los protocolos de seguridad. Y por último, la transmisión de COVID en el eh, personal escolar no se debe a su exposición a la infección en la escuela, sino a la exposición en la comunidad. Tal vez recuerde que comenzamos a vacunar a los educadores el primero de marzo. Queremos que noten que algo sutil, algo sutil uh, sucedió en el transcurso de marzo y que también vemos que persiste durante la primera quincena de abril desde que comenzamos a vacunar a los educadores. Hemos visto más casos en los estudiantes que asisten a la escuela que en el personal. Esto es algo nuevo y diferente. Lo que sugiere es que entre el personal de la escuela, que de nuevo se contagia con COVID-19 debido a que hay casos en la comunidad, los esfuerzos de vacunación están teniendo un, impa un impacto medible. Nos gustaría agradecer a nuestros socios en el Departamento de Educación del Condado de Los Ángeles por su persistencia y arduo trabajo para ayudar a proteger a los educadores y a nuestros niños en las escuelas. Y estamos seguros de que muchos padres están con nosotros en este agradecimiento. Next slide, please. Algunas razones adicionales para tener esperanza sobre la reapertura de escuelas provienen de nuestros datos sobre brotes escolares. Como puede ver en este gráfico, eh, de los brotes en las escuelas primaria y secundaria desde el comienzo del año escolar hasta el 15 de abril, solo hemos visto, un, uh, 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 solo hemos visto unos cuantos brotes uh, en las escuelas desde el punto más alto de la pandemia. Next slide, please. De hecho, de los cinco brotes activos en las escuelas del Condado de Los Ángeles que se encuentran actualmente bajo investigación, todos están asociados con la participación en deportes juveniles, no, son las, eh, no con la asistencia a la escuela, uh, no para la instrucción, perdón, en la, en la, en la escuela. Sabemos que el uso de uh, máscaras y el distanciamiento físico son un desafío eh, durante los deportes y que social, socializarse durante esas actividades fuera del uh, de fuera de la escuela, podría ser un factor de transmisión viral entre estos grupos. Estamos analizando detenidamente la guía actual para los deportes juveniles y es posible que hagamos recomendaciones adicionales más adelante esta semana para mitigar estos aumentos en la transmisión entre los participantes uh, del deporte juvenil. Los datos deben asegurarnos de que cuando se siguen los protocolos de seguridad, las escuelas ofrecen mucha protección a los estudiantes y al personal escolar. Next slide, please. Los jóvenes pueden transmitir este virus como cualquier otra persona y acabamos de mostrarles cómo este virus puede afectar a los jóvenes de forma grave. Las vacunas de COVID-19 parecen ser una forma muy poderosa de disminuir el contagio. 
Vacunar a los niños no solo eh, los mantiene seguros, sino que también ayuda a mantener seguros a sus familias, escuelas, equipos deportivos y comunidades. Pero eso es tan importante, por eso es tan importante eh, vacunarse contra COVID-19, incluso si la persona es joven y está sana. Si ha estado esperando su momento y su turno en la fila, ahora ha llegado su turno de vacunarse. Los adolescentes mayores de 16 años pueden vacunarse en cualquier sitio que administre las vacunas, uh, las vacunas de Pfizer. Esto incluye muchos de nuestros sitios de vacunación uh, masiva manejados por el condado y la ciudad y cientos de farmacias, eventos comunitarios de vacunación y clínicas de salud, incluidas las, las que son afiliadas a los principales sistemas de salud como Kaiser, la Universidad de California, Los Ángeles y clínicas de salud calificadas a nivel federal. Tenga en cuenta que estamos uh, pidiendo a los menores que acudan a su cita de vacunación con un tutor legal que pueda dar su consentimiento, al igual que hacemos cuando administramos otras vacunas pediátricas. Visite vacunatelosangeles.com para obtener más información y para programar una cita. Next slide, please. No podemos uh, soltar el pie del uh, acelerador, acelerador eh, todavía. Eh, hombres, especialmente hombres de color y trabajadores que probablemente estén expuestos en sus lugares de trabajo, como aquellos que atienden al público en general, uh, trabajan en espacios interiores uh, uh, aborratados y atienden a personas uh, médicamente frágiles, es su turno de dar un paso al frente y obtener su oportunidad. Se protegerán a sí mismos y lo que es más importante, se mantendrán saludables para poder continuar manteniendo a sus familias. También es muy importante que las personas con afecciones médicas graves o discapacidades se vacunen para protegerse de las infecciones. Next slide, please. Hay varias formas de obtener una cita para vacunas en el condado de Los Ángeles. Si no tiene acceso al internet, puede llamar al 1-833-540-0473. Para obtener ayuda para encontrar una cita. Este número de teléfono tiene una línea exclusiva para personas mayores. Si tiene acceso a, al internet, puede visitar um, vacunatelosangeles.com para obtener una cita en cualquiera de los sitios de vacunación masiva administrados por el condado o la ciudad. También puede visitar los sitios web de muchas cadenas de farmacias, incluidas CVS, Walgreens, Ralph's y Pavilions. Muchas escuelas de farmacia tienen programas de vacunación, incluidos los de uh, USC, uh, en, el y, uh, en el sur de Los Ángeles. Perdón, en el este de Los Ángeles. Kaiser, permanece, okay, perdón, Kaiser per Permanente ofrece citas para vacunas en todas sus instalaciones, ya, uh, ya sea que sea miembro o no. Puede llamar al 1 833 KP4Care o visitar a su sitio web en kp.org uh, uh, diagonal COVID vaccine para programar una cita. Y el Departamento de Salud administrada, uh, el Departamento de Salud Pública también administra más de 100 sitios móviles de vacunación cada semana que están abierto, abiertos a las comunidades donde se llevan a cabo. Busque información sobre los que se encuentran en los, en, perdón, en los espacios públicos de su comunidad. Next slide, please. 
queremos informarles sobre lo que estamos haciendo con respecto a las vacunas Johnson Johnson. En todo el condado, el 70% de las dosis de vacunas de Johnson Johnson han sido reemplazadas por dosis de Pfizer y Moderna después de que la FDA anunció la pausa en la administración de la vacuna el 13 de abril. Para aquellos cuyas citas fueran canceladas la semana pasada, los proveedores estuvieron o estarán en contacto para reprogramar la cita. Esperamos un anuncio a fines de esta semana sobre la seguridad de la vacuna del Comité Asesor de Prácticas de Inmunización de los Centros uh, para el Control y la Prevención de Enfermedades. El Condado de Los Ángeles seguirá las directivas de los CDC y, la, y del FDA sobre cuándo es seguro, es seguro reanudar la administración de la vacuna Johnson Johnson. En todo el condado hay 711 um, plazos abiertos para ofrecer vacunas Moderna y Pfizer, incluidos dos nuevos sitios en Palmdale y Santa Clarita. Uh, estos centros están ubicados en las uh, in, uh, instalaciones de Palmdale uh, y Lancaster uh, y todavía hay citas disponibles ahí para esta semana. En Los Ángeles estamos en un buen lugar en este momento y tenemos la oportunidad de trazar un rumbo diferente al que estamos viendo en otras partes del país. Pero solo podemos hacerlo juntos. Sabemos lo bien que funciona un simple uh, usar nuestra máscara uh, y protegernos uh, tanto a los niños como a los adultos. Y lo fundamental es que para cada uno de nosotros uh, hacer, uh, hacer nuestra parte para protegernos Uh, y vacunarnos tan pronto podamos. Nunca ha habido más pruebas de lo importante que es cuidarnos el uno al otro, especialmente ahora que muchos de nosotros estamos volviendo al trabajo y a la escuela. Podemos hacer esto, pero solo podemos hacerlo juntos. Okay. And now, it looks like we have one question in Spanish. Yes, our question comes from the line of Luis Treto. Luis, your line is unmuted. Please go ahead. Gracias, Jackie. Eh, mi pregunta tiene que ver con eh, precisamente la vacuna de Johnson Johnson. Acabas de mencionar que se espera una decisión para esta semana o a fines de esta semana. ¿Qué le puedes sí. decir a toda la gente en la comunidad hispana que tal vez tenga dudas sobre la eficacia de las vacunas, que tal vez estén dejándolo para luego? ¿Cuál es la recomendación? Eh, sabemos que hay otras dos vacunas son muy seguros y en general son seguras. ¿Qué le puede recomendar a la comunidad hispana que tiene estas dudas? Sí, muchas gracias Luis por esa pregunta. Um, es cierto, ahorita estamos esperando la, eh, la guía de uh, los CDC y del FDA y dependiendo en esa, uh, en esa decisión vamos a asegurarnos de compartir toda la información que, que tienen ellos a la comunidad. Lo que podemos decir es de que, por favor, si, si pueden ponerse la vacuna, que se la pongan. Ahorita las opciones que tenemos son Pfizer y Moderna, así que por favor sigan programando sus citas a lo más pronto posible si son elegibles. En cuanto a Johnson Johnson, si ya se han puesto esa vacuna, lo bueno es de que sigue siendo eficaz. Um, eh, eh, lo que hemos visto eh, por, por ha sido muy uh, raro. Um, han, han habido eh, eh, algunas uh, complicaciones para algunas personas, pero eso no ha sido, um, uh, no hemos visto esas, esas um, 
¿cómo les podría decir? No hemos visto esos resultados ah, en una manera ah, muy amplia, ¿verdad? Ha sido, ha, ha sido algo muy raro. Ah, y no solo eso, pero también estamos esperando la guía de nuestro gobierno federal ah, para asegurarnos que siempre que nosotros pongamos algo fuera ahí a la comunidad, sea lo más seguro y eficaz. Eso siempre va a ser nuestra prioridad, um, asegurarnos de que las personas puedan tener uh, lo que necesitan uh, y que siempre sea lo más seguro y eficaz posible. Así que muchas gracias por esa pregunta. Muchas gracias a la comunidad por ayudar a hacer su parte, a seguir poniéndose sus, uh, su máscara, su, mantener su distancia uh, física y ponerse la vacuna cuando sea apropiado. Así que muchas gracias. And um, now we'll move on to remarks in Armenian. Barrior Bolorin. Shnarapalchun verahaskech solesin yev ambocht verahaskech horortin. Yurakanchur shapat menklav arachuntatsan granchun. Orpisi avelishat mart veradarnashatanki yev teprots yev arachashvi yev merbnakishnerin patvastelu jankero. Men khurapets gnahatumen kzerhekavarutuna unavirvatutuna Los Angeles shorjani bnakishnerin had kapes nerans ofker aravel zaner Tujalan Hamanknero. I saw yes, Kotarekasnam, Tarmatsumner, Covid Tasnini Depkeri, Hospital Atsman, Yev Mahvan Depkeri Verabere. Yes, Nev Katramadrem Tarmatsum, the Protsneri Verabatsman Verabereal. Yev Kahosem I Masin, Tange Pese Hamajarakasdel, Los Angeles, Shurjani, Yertasar to Tambra. Yes, Kaskasemer Amenorat Verits. Nerkai Iravijaki Verabereal, Terekutsuner Hetagal. I sort of height no man gave us Tasna Utmahvan Massin. Vets Anza Utsun Tarekanitz Bartred, Boronzit Hingo, Unatelen, Rector, Arochakan Kirne. Tas Anza Vatsunink Tarekanitz Yotanasun Inne, Boronzit, Inna Unatelen, Rector, Arochakan Kirne. Make Anza Hitsunit Vatsunchos Tarekanerel, Boronzit, Bore Unatele, Rector, Arochakan Kirne. Meg Anza Yerasun Tarekanitz Karasun inne, Yev Unatele Urektor Arochakan Hantirne. Saberume and Tanur Maheritivak, San Yerekazar, Betal Karasun Meki, Los Angeles, Germany. I soon mankite no men, Yerekar Yerasun Yot, nor Depkeri Massin. Yev Saberume Los Angeles, Germany, Dragan Depkeri and Tanur Tiva, Meg Milon Yerkork San Inna Hazar Yerekar Tasun Meki. Ais depkere nerarumen hitsun yerku hazar veta hitsun inna long beach karakum mer gortin generi kormits grandsvats depker is pasadena karaki kormits grandsvats tasna mek hazar harur inna sun depker boronkunen ankar arochapakam bajamukner. Nirkayamus hospitalats velen chorsar yutanasun ma. Institutional Michavirum has that what's and Hanul Depkere in the Sun Uthazar Yerekar Karasun Mekman, Nerayal and Nakas Mijev Benaikichnere. Eyes Depkerit Karasun Hazar Yothar Yothanasun Mega Benaikichnermen, Yev Hitsun Yothazar Hinkar Yothanasuna and Nakas. Avelikan Vetsamboch Yerek Milon Mart Testavor Velen, Yev Archimner Zekutsper and Los Angeles Jan. Boronzitz Havakakan Tasna Ut Tokosa Drakaman. Verchin Mikani Shapatvan Tatskum Depkirit Vera Kainatselen, Aprili Tasna Mekin, Mek Tesang Orekan Michin Chorsa, Tasna Chorstep, Inchi Inosun Ut Tokosov Bakasa Kant, Tasna Hink Hazar, Inar Yerasun Yereka, 
որը գրանցվել է ալիքի գագատնակետում։ Հոսպիտալացումները նվազել են և հասել են 478-ի, որը որ 94 տոքոսով պակաս է, կան իրենց ամենաբարցր միջին որեկան 865 տեպքերի։ Եվ ահա ապրիլի 11-ին մենք հաղորդեցինք մենք պետք է իրատես լինենք այն ռիսկերի վերաբերալ, որոնք բոխում են մեր վերադարնալու վայրերը և գործողություններ, որոնք միջ համաճարակային կյանքի մեծ մասն էին կազմում։ Մենք պետք է զգուշ լինենք, որպիսի խելամիտ Ես կծանկանայ ձեզ տեղեկացնել լոսանջոր շրջանի բնայքիչների և աշխատողների պատվաստելու մեր ընդհանուր ճանքերի մասին։ Ապրիլի տասերեքի դրությամբ վարճա շրջանում մենք ավելի կան 6 միլոն մարդ պատվաստ Սա նշանակում է, որ գրետ է 4 միլոն մարդ ունի որոշակի լրացուցիչ պաշպանություն կովիտ 19։ Եվ ավելի կան 2 միլոն մարդ ամբողջության պաշպանված է։ 65 և բարցեր տարիքի բնայկիչների ավելի կան 70 տոքոսը ստացել են Այժմ իրավունք ունեն պատվաստվելու։ Եթե դուք երի տասարդ եք և առողջ անձնավորություն եք, ովքեր սպասում է պատվաստանյութ ստանալու ձեր ժամանակին, ապա այդ ժամանակը հիմա է։ Այցելեք վակսինեիտ մեկ ամիս առաջ տեպքերը աջել են 22 տոքոցվել։ Այս աջը տեղի ունենում չնայց ամբողջ երկրում պատվաստումների առակ տեմպերին։ Միջև որս ավելի կան 200 միլոն մարդ պատվաստանյութեր են ստա� բայց թեշ կետերում հատկապես բերին միջին արևմուտքում և հյուսիս արևելքում աջում են։ Միչի գնում որեկան միջին գրանցում է ավելի կան 7000 նոր տեպքեր։ Իսկ տենսելվենյայի որական դեպքերի մակարդակը Այս աչի պաճարները բարդեն, բայց ինչպես տեսնում ենք նայլով հարակին դրանք բոլորը կապված չեն տարացքի հետ։ Մենք տեսնում ենք շրջանարության աչ բյուրուսային տարբերակների, որոնք պարունակում են մուտա
շատ նահանգներում որտեղ դեպքերի բարձրանում են տարբերակները կազմում են շրջանառվող բոլոր վիրուսների 1 Հաշվի առնելով այն, ինչտեղի ունենում երկրի այլ մասերում, մենք չենք կարող մեզ թուլտալ, ինքնագոլ լինել, այն բանից հետո կերդ մեր համայնքները արդեն այդքան տարապել են։ Եվ չնայաց նախկինում արևելան ապիմ Մեր հանգամանքները այժմ այլ են, կան այնցալում, կանի որ մենք ունենք պատվաստված միլոնավոր բնայքիչներ և աշխատողներ։ Այն ամինայնի մեր ձերբերումները պահպանելու համար մենք պետք է շառունակենք, Շառնակենք դիմակ ներկրել և ապահովել հանրային տարացքներում անվտանք հրավորություն և պատվաստել հնարարության բեպքում։ Ես ուզում եմ նաև ընկծել Սիդիսի նախոր չապատվա հայտարարությունը, որ մարդուց մոտ մեկը ավարդվել է վիրուսի դրական արդյունքով։ Ամբողջության պատվաստված անհատները շրջանում միլոնից մեկից պակաս է մահացել։ Ներկայումս միացալ նահանգներում կովիդով վարակված յուրականչուր Այս դեպքերի բացահայտման ընթացքում երկրի շատ մասերում պուխանցումը դրբարցր մակարդակի վրա է։ Սա բեկումային դեպքերի շատ ծածրթիվ է։ Եթե մենք այդ արդյունքները արտացենք լոս անջելոս շրջանում, եթե պատվաստելը շատ կարևոր է։ Կպրոցների վերաբացում, ինչպես ձեզանիտ շատերը գիտեն, անցյած մի քանի շապատվա անթացքում, լոսանջելոր շրջանի շատ դպրոցներ սկսեցին վերաբացում։ Ներկայումս և լսարանային ուսությունների համար։ Նրացութիչ հինք հանրակրթական դպրոց հերավորության վրա բաց են լսարանային ուսությունման համար։ Նրացութիչ հարուր տասնեկերեք մասնավոր և կանոնադրական դպրոցներ հաստատվել տպրոցների համապատասխանությունը անվտանգության արձանագրությունների շատ բարցր է ներայլ։ Բոլոր տպրոցների կեսը կատարյան համապատասխանություն ունեն, մինչտել լրացուցիչ 45 տոքոսը 80 տոքոսից բարցր 
միմյանց անվտանք և առողջ պահելու համար։ Ես կծանկանայր շնորակալություն հայտնել լոս անջելոս շրջանի կրդության դպարտամենտի մեր կործնկերներին, ինչպես նաև բոլոր շրջանայի և Միածային եմ շատ ծնողների հետ արտահայտելով մեր երիղթանգիտությունը։ Ինչպես պատրաստել պատանիներին։ Երիխաները կարող են պոխանցել այս վիրուսի, ինչպես հանկացած մարդ կարող է, նախկինում ես կիսվել եմ տվյալներով, և հազարավոր երեխաներ հոսպտալացվել են։ Ավելին պատանիներին այժմ կարող են պատվասել ավելացնելով, որ պաշպանության լրացութիչ շերտ, որը ոգնում է նրանց անվտանգությանը, ինչպես նաև ոգնում է ապահով տասնինի պատվաստանյութեր ստանալը նույնիսկ եթե առող չեն։ Եթե սպասում եք հերթին, միշ ձեր արջև կանգնած բոլորը պատվաստվեն, հիմա ձեր հերթն է։ տասնվեց և բարցեր տարիքի դրահասները կարող են հայրուրավոր դեղատներ, համայնքների պատվաստումների միջոցարումներ և առողջապական կլինիկաներ ներայրալ, առողջապական խոշոր համակարքերի հետ կապակցված, ինչպիսիք են Քայզերը, UCLA հելպը և որակավորված ա իրավական խնամակալի հետ, որը կարող է համաձայնություն տալ։ Չիշտ այնպես, ինչպես մենք անում ենք մանկական այլ պատվաստանյութեր ստանալու դեպքում։ լրացուցիշ տեղեկությունների համար և այցելություն Համայնքում ջանսն և ջանսն պատվաստանյութերի 70 տոքոցի չապաբաժինը պոխարինվել է պայզերը և մոդերնայի չապաբաժիններով։ Կանի որ FDA ապրիլի 13-ից հայտարարեց պատվաստանյութի ոգտագործման դատարեցմ Այս շապատվա վերջին մենք պատվաստանյութի անվտանգության մասին հայտարարություններ ենք ագնկալում Սիդիսիի խորդատվական կոմիտեի կողմից։ լոս անջելոս շրջանը հետևելու է Սիդիսիի և էվդիեի պրահանգներին այն պատվաստումների կայքեր, որոնք վարում են մոդերնը և պայզր պատվաստանյութերը այդ թվում երկու նոր կայքեր, պանդելում և Սանտակլարի տայում, 
Այս կայքերը տեղավորված են պամտել և լակրասենթը մետրո կապի կայարներում և այս շապատվա համար դերկան նշանապում են։ Մենք լոս անջելոսում այս պահին լավ տեղում ենք և մենք նարություն որ որքան լավ է գործում պարս դիմակ պաշպանելով և երեխաներին և մեծահասակներին և որքան կարևոր է յուրականչուրից համար անել իր մասը մի միանց պաշպանելու, պատվաստվելով հենց որ կարողանակ։ Երբեք ավելի շատ ապացույս աշխատանքի և տպրոց։ Մենք կարող ենք դա անել, բայց կարող ենք անել միայն միասին։ Շնորակալություն։ Thank you. Now the remarks in Korean. Աննիաշիմնիկա, մոնջո դելի ռիպոտրել մարսնդրիկեսնիկա։ Եգամ սրապկետո ունել � Իրոսը էլեի կանտիեսոյի չունգ սամանջա սունեն 23,641명입니다. 이중에 6명은 80세 이상으로 5명이 기저질환이 있었습니다. 이중에 10명은 65세에서 79세 사이로 9명이 기저질환이 있었습니다. 1명은 50에서 64세 사이로 기저질환이 있었습니다. 또 다른 1명은 30에서 49세 사이로 기저질환이 있었습니다. 오늘 337건의 새로운 케이스가 보고되었으며 이로써 LA 카운트에서의 총 케이스 수는 129,311건입니다. 현재 COVID-19로 470명이 병원에 입원해 있습니다. 지금까지 630만 명이 테스트를 받았으며 누적 양성 확진률은 18%입니다. 2020년 3월 1일부터 2021년 4월 11일까지 케이스류가 입원률 또 사망자류를 비교해보면 지난 몇 주간 케이스 수는 매우 안정적이었습니다. 4월 11일에 평균 1일 케이스 수가 414건이었는데 최고점이었던 15,933건보다 98% 감소한 수치입니다. 병원 입원자 수도 478명으로 최고점이었던 8,065명보다 90% 4% 감소하였습니다. 평균 사망자 수 역시 7명이었는데 최고점이었던 274명보다 97% 감소하였습니다. 이러한 안정적인 케이스류가 일일 테스트 양성 확진률이 평균 1%이기 때문에 이런 확산을 줄이려는 노력이 헛되지 않았음을 볼수 있습니다. 그러나 장소들과 활동들로 돌아가면서 이런 위험성들에 대해 고려해보면 더 많은 사람들이 백신 접종을 받으면서 우리는 계속해서 조심해야 함을 알수 있습니다. 백신 업데이트를 말씀드리겠습니다. 4월 13일까지 카운티 내에서 600만 개의 백신이 접종되었습니다. 이중 390만 개는 첫 번째 접종이었고 210만 개는 두 번째 접종이었습니다. 이 말은 거의 400만 명이 COVID-19로부터 어느 정도의 보호를 받고 있으며 200만 명은 완전히 접종을 마친 상태입니다. 65세 이상의 주민들 중에 70%는 적어도 한번 이상의 접종을 받았습니다. 
16세 이상의 LA 카운티 주민분들은 이제 누구나 접종 자격이 있으십니다. 웹사이트 vaccinealacounty.com을 방문하셔서 어떻게 백신 접종을 받을 수 있는지 알아보실 수 있습니다. 전국적으로 케이스 수의 증가가 있었습니다. 한달 전인 3월 19일부터 케이스 수가 22%가량 증가하였습니다. 이 증가율은 전국적으로 백신 접종이 늘었음에도 불구하고 케이스율은 증가하였습니다. 지금까지 2억 명 이상의 백신 접종을 받았으며 미국 인구의 4분의 1이 완전히 백신 접종을 마친 상태입니다. 케이스는 전국적으로 똑같이 증가하지는 않았습니다. 미국 중서부 지역과 북동부 지역에서 특히 미시간주에서 평균 7,000개의 새로운 케이스가 보고되었으며 펜실베니아주에서 1일 케이스률도 지난달보다 2배로 증가하였습니다. 변형된 바이러스가 돌아다니는 것이 증가하였기 때문에 변형 바이러스는 COVID-19가 더 쉽게 확산할 수 있도록 하므로 더 심각한 결과를 초래할 수 있습니다. 케이스가 증가하고 있는 많은 주들에서는 변형 바이러스가 3분의 1에서 3분의 2가량을 차지하였습니다. 또한 케이스 수가 심각하게 증가한 주들에서는 대부분 제한들이 많이 완화되어 있는 상태였습니다. 케이스 수가 증가하는 것을 보았을 때 이전에 동부에서 확산이 증가하였을 때몇주 후에서는 LA 카운티에서도 케이스 수가 증가하는 것을 보았습니다. 지금 우리 카운티에서는 몇백만 명의 주민들과 근로자들이 이미 백신 접종을 받은 상태이기 때문에 아마도 상황이 그때와는 많이 다를 수 있겠습니다. 하지만 계속해서 우리는 우리 자신과 서로를 보호하기 위해 마스크를 쓰고 공공장소에서 안전거리를 유지하고 가능한 빨리 백신 접종을 받아야 할 것입니다. 지난주 CDC에서 발표했던 것처럼 완전히 백신을 접종을 마친 7,700만 명의 사람들 중에 약 5,800명 정도가 감, 다시 감염이 되었던 것을 보면 백신, 백신은 마, 거의 만 명당 한 명이 양성 확진 결과를 받는 것을 볼수 있었습니다. 완전히 백신 접종을 받은 100만 명당 한 명이 또 사망하는 것도 알수 있었습니다. 미국 전역에서 COVID-19로 감염된 56명당 한 명이 사망하였는데 백신이 없었을 때에는 감염된 사람 중 1.8%가 COVID-19로 사망한 것을 보았습니다. 만약 LA 카운티에 있는 모든 사람이 완전히 백신 접종을 마친다면 약 753명이 코미드19에 다시 감염될 수 있으며 단지 8명만이 사망할 것으로 예측해 볼수 있습니다. 그러므로 우리는 모두가 백신 접종을 받는 것이 매우 중요함을 알수 있습니다. 지난 몇주 동안 많은 LA 카운티에 있는 학교들이 다시 단계적으로 재개를 시작하였습니다. 현재, 7천, 현재 77%의 공립학교 디스트릭이 문을 열었고 43%의 사립과 차를 학교들이 문을 열었습니다. 그러므로 1,600개 이상의 학교들이 실내에서 대면 수업을 하였으며 5개의 추가 공립학교 디스트릭과 113개의 사립 또한 차를 학교들이 영업을 재개하기 위해 허가가 된 상태입니다. 
무작위로 LA 카운티 학교 테크니컬 어시스턴트 팀에서 학교들을 방문해 본 결과 많은 학교들이 안전 프로토콜을 따르고 있는데 반 정도는 아주 완벽하게 따르고 있었으며 45% 정도는 80% 이상이 따르고 있음을 알수 있었습니다. 학교들이 영업을 재개하면서 많은 분들이 학교가 어떻게 감염 확산에 영향을 미칠 것인지 염려하는 것을 알수 있습니다. 하지만 우리가 알수 있는 것 중에 첫 번째는 어린이들 가운데 학교에 다니는 아이들의 케이스률은 대체적으로 매우 낮다는 것입니다. 또한 두 번째는 학교에서 일하는 성인들 중에 케이스률은 학교를 다니는 어린이들의 케이스률에 따른 것이 아니라 커뮤니티에 있는 케이스룰에 달려있다는 것입니다. 이것은 무슨 뜻입니까? 세 가지로, 어, 세 가지로 볼 수가 있는데 첫째, 학교에서 안전 프로토콜을 사용하고 있는 도구들이 매우 효과적이라는 것입니다. 이것은 간단하지만 마스크를 쓰고 거리 두기를 유지하는 것이 정말 효과적임을 볼수 있었습니다. 두 번째로 코비드19와 관련하여 학생들은 학교에서 안전 프로토콜을 따르는 이상 매우 안전하다는 것입니다. 세 번째는 학교 스태프들의 확산은 대부분 학교에서의 감염에 따른 것이 아니라 커뮤니티 내에서 노출이 된 것이라는 점입니다. 그러므로 커뮤니티에서 확산률이 높을 때 학교에서도 케이스 수가 증가하는 것을 볼수 있었습니다. 3월 1일부터 교육자들이 모두 백신 접종을 받기 시작하였었는데 그때부터 스태프들보다 학교를 다니는 학생들 사이에 더 많은 케이스가 있었습니다. 이 말은 학교의 스태프들은 대부분 커뮤니티에서 코비드에 노출이 된다는 뜻입니다. 그러므로 백신 접종 노력은 매우 큰 영향을 미치게 될 것입니다. 또한 학교 시작일부터 4월 15일까지 K-12 학교에서 발병률이 그리 많지 않았음을 볼수 있었습니다. 현재 LA 카운티의 학교들에 있었던 다섯 개의 발병은 모두 대면 수업을 통해서가 아니라 청소년 스포츠에 참여하는 것과 관련이 있었습니다. 스포츠에서는 마스크를 쓰거나 거리 두기를 유지하는 것이 매우 어렵고 또한 학교 캠퍼스 밖에서 모여서 서로 교제를 함으로써 바이러스 확산에 영향을 미친 것으로 보입니다. 현재 청소년 스포츠 지침을 다시 살펴보면서 추가적 권고 사항들을 만들고 있는 중입니다. 데이터들을 보면 안전 프로토콜을 따를 때 학교는 학생들과 학교 스태프들에게 많은 보호를 해줄 수 있음을 알수 있습니다. 어린이들도 바이러스를 확산시킬 수 있는데 LA 카운티에서 5명의 어린이들이 바이러스로 목숨을 잃었었고 수천 명이 병원에 입원하였었습니다. 좀더 나이가 든 청소년들은 이제 백신 접종을 받을 수 있게 되었기 때문에 보호막을 한 단계 더 더하게 되었습니다. 그러므로 16세부터 17세 청소년들이 건강하다 하더라도 코비드 백신 접종을 받는 것이 매우 중요합니다. 16세 이상은 화이자 백신 접종을 받을 수 있는 어느 장소에서나 백신을 받으실 수 있습니다. 다른 백신들과 마찬가지로 16세 그리고 17세 청소년들은 동의를 해줄 수 있는 부모나 법적 보호인과 함께 접종 장소에 오셔야 합니다. vaccinate.la.county.com 웹사이트를 방문하셔서 
더 자세한 정보를 보실 수 있습니다. 자격이 되시는 모든 분들은 백신 접종을 받기 위해 백신 안정성에 대해서 알아보시고 예약을 하시는 것이 중요합니다. 남성분들, 특히 유색인종과 직장에서 대중들과 직접 접촉을 해야 하는 분들, 또 사람들이 모여있는 실내에서 일하는 분들, 그리고 건강에 허약한 사람들을 돌보는 분들은 꼭 백신 접종을 받으셔야 합니다. 이것은 자신을 보호할 뿐만 아니라 우리가 사랑하는 사람들을 도와줄 수 있도록 우리의 건강을 유지할 수 있을 것입니다. 심각한 질병이 있거나 장애가 있는 분들은 감염으로부터 보호를 받기 위해 백신 접종을 받는 것이 매우 중요합니다. LA 카운티에서 백신을 예약하는 여러 가지 방법이 있는데 인터넷 사용을 할수 없다면 또 컴퓨터를 사용하실 수 없다면 혹은 65세 이상이시라면 전화번호 1833-540-0473으로 전화하셔서 예약하실 수 있습니다. 전화를 하시면 담당자와 통화를 하기 위해 잠시 기다리셔야 할 것입니다. 만약 인터넷 접속을 하실 수 있다면 웹사이트 vaccinatelacounty.gov로 가셔서 카운티 운영, 카운티에서 운영하는 또는 시에서 운영하는 대규모 접종 장소에서 예약하실 수 있습니다. 또한 체인 약국들 웹사이트에서 예약하실 수 있는데 CBS나 Walgreens, Ralph's, Pavilion과 같은 약국 웹사이트에서 예약하실 수 있습니다. 많은 약사 학교들도 백신 접종 프로그램을 가지고 있는데 이스트LA에 있는 USC에서도 접종 받으실 수 있고 카이저에서도 멤버가 아니더라도 예약을 하실 수 있습니다. 그 전화번호는 1833-KP4CARE입니다. 아니면 웹사이트 kp.org COVID 백신에서 예약하실 수 있습니다. 보건국에서도 100개 이상의 모빌 백신 접종 장소들을 운영하고 있는데 각자의 커뮤니티의 공공장소들에서 정보를 확인해 보실 수 있습니다. 존슨 앤 존슨 백신과 관련된 업데이트입니다. 4월 13일에 FDA에서 백신 접종을 중지시킨 이래로 카운티에서는 70%의 존슨 앤 존슨 백신을 화이저와 모더나로 대체하였습니다. 지난주에 예약이 취소되신 분들은 다시 예약을 하기 위해 제공자로부터 연락이 갈 것입니다. 이번 주말에 CDC로부터 이 백신 안정성에 대한 공지를 기대하고 있습니다. LA 카운티는 CDC와 FDA의 지침에 따라서 존슨 앤 존슨 백신을 접종하는 것이 언제 다시 안전할지 따르게 될 것입니다. 카운티에선 이번 주에 711개의 장소에서 모더나와 화이저 백신을 접종할 것인데 팜데일과 산타클라리타의 2개의 새로운 접종 장소도 마련되어 있습니다. 우리는 로스앤젤레스에서 전국의 다른 지역들과는 다른 길을 가기를 바랍니다. 그러나 이 일은 함께 노력해야만 할수 있는 일입니다. 우리는 단지 간단하게 마스크를 쓰는 것 만으로도 어린아이들과 성인 모두를 보호해 줄수 있다는 것을 알고 있습니다. 우리는 또한 가능한 빨리 백신 접종을 받음으로써 서로를 보호하기 위해 각자 역할을 다하는 것이 매우 중요합니다. 
특히 많은 사람들이 다시 직장과 학교로 돌아가는 과정이기 때문에 백신 접종을 받는 것이 더 중요한 일일 것입니다. 이것은 우리가 함께 노력한다면 할수 있을 것입니다. 감사합니다. Now the briefing will be in Mandarin. Thank you. 感谢您多少委员会所立的事情感谢您和全体多少委员随着时间一个星期接着一个星期过去我们为诺贤居民接种新冠疫苗不断的取得进步尤其是正在去的居民这离不开您的领导和努力今天我会为大家更新新冠病
并给更多的居民接种疫苗。疫苗接种更新，截至四月十三号，洛县已总共接种了六百万剂新冠疫苗，其中三百九十万是第一针，两百一十万是第二针，意味着有超过三百九十万人居民拥有了另外一层保护，而超过两百万的居民则得到了完全保护。现在十六岁以上的居民都可以开始接种。如果你属于年轻，但没有什么疾病，那么你现在仍然可以开始接种。你可以上网站 vaccinatelacounty.com 找如何接种一些资料。全国范围内的状况，全国范围内的其他县的资料显示，重启。经历的风险仍然十分巨大。从三月十九号重启，约一个月以前之时，新冠病例增加了大约百分之二十二。要知道，这是全国范围内的大量接种，在大量接种新冠疫苗的同时的的病例的增加。到目前为止，全国已有超过两亿剂疫苗接种，其中有四分之一的美国公民已全部。接种。同时，在一些热点，如中西部以及偏西北部，如莫密西根的的北部，每天新天每天都有新天病例七千例左右；而在过去的一个月，彭索威尼的每日新天病例翻了一倍。所以。新天病例的有些在新格兰地方也在急急剧增加，沿着东海岸、西部山区以及部分的南部地区也有急剧的增加。新天病例的原因各有不同，但从南方各地的情况来看，与经纬度不尽相关。不同的变异病毒在各地的传播，造成了新天病例的增加。有些变种。的变病毒使之更易更容易传播，在病例上升的州县，变种病毒造成的新天病例占三分之一到三分之二，而在所有大量病例增加的州，都是在防疫放宽之后。有鉴于其他地方所发生的，我们绝对不能让路线居民重遭灾难。以往的经验表明。东部的病例增加，在经过几个星期之后，落线就会反映出来。我不认为这一规律是不可避免避免的。现在的情况与以往的任何时候都不一样。现在我现已有几百万居民接种了疫苗，但为了保住我现的成果，我们仍需要佩戴口罩，保持社交距离。我在这里要强调，上星期 CDC 的资料，在七百万、七千七百万已完全接种的居民中，有发现五千八百人又被突破、被感染，即每十万人中有一个人被突破，而每百万一每百万人已接种的人中，会有一人因病死亡。宣。现在全国范围内有五十六人
中就有一人去世，而接种疫苗后，而接种疫苗前死亡率为 1.8% 尽管全国范围内传播率仍高居不下，但上面的数据表明，病毒对已接种的人群的穿透率非常低。如果按这一比例计算，若现在全部居民完全接种后，我们人将会有753人。可能会被感染，这就是为什么每个人要接种。这就是为什么接种新冠疫苗显得如此重要。有关学校的重启，大家知道，过去的受周内、受周以内，洛县所很多所学校已采取错开时段的方式重新开启校园授课，到目前为止。百分之七十七的公立学校已开学，百分之四十三的私立学校和 charter school 也开学，及全县有一千六百所学校已开启校园授课。另外，还有五所公立学校和一百一十三所私立学校及 charter school school 正准备重新开启。根据县公共卫生局学校重启辅导辅导小组的调查。学校遵守公共卫生局的合格率非常之高，超过半数的遵守率达百分之百，另外的百分之四十五则达标百分之八十。这对学校或员工都是好消息，感谢为之付做出付出的每个人们。社区及学校的新冠病例的比率，随着学校的重启，我们可能会猜想。学校会给病毒的传播带来什么样的影响？我们我们可以用去年九月份，当一小部分学校开启课堂授课时所提供的数据来看。去年九月份的数据表明，上学的孩童的病例较之未上学的病例要低得多。另外一点是，公立学校上班的大人与校外的同等人群相比，则没有出现类似的孩童。的比例状况，这说明了三点：第一，我们要求学校实施的规定很有效，尽管这些要求十分简单，即佩戴口罩、保持社交距离；第二点，只要遵守防疫措施，学校在校园是相对安全的，学生在校园内是相对安全的；第三点，学校的员工感染更多是来自于校园之外。我们从三月一号开始宣传疫苗接种，自那以后，我们见证了一个微妙的变化：上学的学生的新冠病例比员工更多，这是一个新的现象。这说明感染源主要是校外的员工，在接种疫苗后传播率下降了。我要感谢洛县的教育部门、各学区等的不懈坚持。和不懈努力，他们的努力保护员工和员工和教员以及所有的孩子们，给我们带来了非常大好的结果。小学到高中的爆发数及 K twelve、K 十二、K 十二，从开学到四月十五号，爆发数量非常之少，让青少年接种。青少年和其他人一样会传播
疾病，传播病毒。过去，我们已公布了新冠疫苗，新冠病毒会给青少年带种带来何种严重的影响？诺县有五个青少年因新冠病毒失去了生命，另外有成千的青少年因病住院，比较大的青少年现在可以接种疫苗，以提供格外的一层保护。这就是为什么十六岁和十七岁青少年尽管没有什么疾病，仍有十分的以后仍十分有必要去接种新冠疫苗。现在就是你们接种的时刻。十六岁以上的青少年可以在任何提供辉瑞疫苗的接种点接种，这些点很多是由县或诺县、诺市的大型接种点管理的。还有很多药店在，还有社区接种活动、健康诊所，包括主要的医疗中心，如 Kaiser、UCLA。请注意，十六岁到十七岁的青少年需要一个成年人陪伴。请到我们的网站 vaccinatelacounty.com 去查询相关的接种资料并预约。现在是你接种的时候。现在是我们每个人都查询疫苗的安全性，并尽早注册预约的时候。男人，尤其是有色人种的男人，还有易感染的上班族，如那些为大众提供服务、在拥挤的室内工作的人员，以及为病人服务的医护人员，这是你们接种的时候了。只有你们保证你们自己的健康，你们才能。继续为他人提供服务，而对患有严重疾病的病人的及残疾人，更需要接种疫苗，才能更好的保护你们自己。怎样去才能接种？在洛县有很多接种途径。如果你没有网络，不会使用电脑，或者是六十五岁以上，你可以拨打一八三三五四零零四七三进行预约。由于需要帮助的人很多，你可能在电话上要等很久。如果你可以上网，你可以到 vaccinatelacounty.gov， 或者到任何一个县所或市所的大型接种点。你也可以上 CVS、Walgreens、Ralphs 等接种网站预约。我要告诉大家，全县范围内。在 FDA 四月十三号宣布暂停 Johnson Johnson 疫苗时，百分之七十的 Johnson Johnson 的疫苗已用辉瑞和 Moderna 取代。对那些预约了 Johnson Johnson 的接种点，会为你们重新安排接种时间。这个周末 ，CDC 的防疫委员会会将宣布疫苗的安全性，是关于 Johnson Johnson 的。诺县会根据 CDC 或 FDA 的指南，确定何时重新提供江省的江省的疫苗。这个星期，全县有711个辉瑞和 Moderna 的疫苗接种点，包括在 Palmda 和 Santa Clarita 的两个新开点，分别位于 Palmda 或 Lancaster 的地铁站附近。诺县所处的状况。很好 
，相较全国其他地方，我们有机会让我县的防疫市区保持良好。但只有我们团结一致，一起努力，知道一个简单的口罩就可以让我们做得很好，再加上我们每个人接种新冠疫苗，这样我们就可以保护自己，并相互保护，尤其是在很多人返回学校。及返回工作岗位的时候，我们一定能够做到。但只有我们一起努力，我们才能做到这一点。This concludes for today. Thank you. This episode of LA Public Health was produced by the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health. Our department is nationally accredited by the Public Health Accreditation Board and is committed to protecting and improving the health of over 10 million residents in Los Angeles County. For more information about DPH programs and services, visit publichealth.lacounty.gov and follow us on social media at LA Public Health. My name is Steve Baldwin, and you've been listening to the LA Public Health podcast.